0: we're all Superstars
1: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I'm joined by yet another phenomenal guest, and before formally introducing him after plugging the bio, I just want to do as I do every single show. I would like to thank my corporate sponsors, which are inclusive of AHA That for. And Halton Honda. I also want to thank all the podcast subscribers, the loyal listeners, and for all the phenomenal guests I've showcased in the last four years. So, who is my guest today? Well, my guest is somebody I actually had the pleasure and the honor of meeting in person not that long ago. My guest today is a gentleman by the name of William Hung. From American Idol to personal growth and personal development, William Hung knows all too well the importance of reinventing oneself and doing so by relinquishing fear. William has acquired very unique life experiences which have equipped him, his clients, his guests, his listeners and others also within the space of how to pivot oneself onwards and upwards in the trajectory of one's own journey. I had the honor and the privilege of meeting and live streaming with William in Orlando, Florida, where we had both been invited to take the stage as panel speakers at the largest forum for global podcasters. William is an inspirational speaker and public speaking coach who shares his failed audition on American Idol to help people overcome their fears so they can share their story with the world, grow their businesses, and make a massive impact. How are you, William? Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald.
0: Oh, thank you, Lisa. I really miss you. I want to see you in person again.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe that will happen. We seem to uh, cross sectors here in our world, and... uh, you know I couldn't believe it when I saw you in Orlando I'm like I know that guy but I'm not quite sure where and then it's like oh yeah American Idol
0: yeah. so we had a lot
1: of fun on the live stream and we had a lot of fun interfacing with one another and and getting caught up to speed with what's transpired in your life since American Idol so why don't we you know and there's more to your identity and I don't want to pigeonhole you because again this is about reinvention it's about relinquishing fear uh, but that's how the global listeners would identify with knowing and recognizing who you are and your name so so let's talk a little bit about American Idol. What, what propelled you to want to get onto American
0: Idol? Well, uh, it started when I decided to sing for a talent show at UC <laughs> Berkeley. Because at the time, I was studying for civil engineering. But it wasn't going well, and I wasn't enjoying it. So when I saw a poster for a school talent show, I figured, why not? There's nothing to lose. And I sang my favorite song, She Bangs, by Ricky Martin. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
1: Okay, and so what what was the process? From the time that you saw there was an opportunity to do an audition, what did the callbacks look like? What was the timelines? And when did you interface first on either behind-the-scenes basis with the whole panel at that time? Because that was what season? William, was that season
0: three? Season three, yes.
1: Okay. And so in terms of you having met, uh, you know, with Simon Cowell and all the others, what, what was that interaction like?
0: So let me, let me fill in a little bit more details first. So I won the talent show, and that gave me the confidence to go for an audition for American Idol. And, mm-hmm. and then when I first showed up, there were like 3,000 people at a huge baseball park in San Francisco. And we were waiting in line to audition in front of American Idol staff members. So that's the first preliminary round. I I didn't expect to make it because most people that were auditioning, they only got 15 to 30 seconds to sing before they were told to go home. But Hmm. somehow they let me through. They told me to come (laughs) back the next day.
1: Okay, and so let me ask you in all honesty, because you've had a lot of time to reflect back, and I mean, for somebody who's now in the space of personal growth, personal development, you would be able to see the leaps and miles that you've made, uh, leaps and bounds, I should say, with respect to Season 3, which was how many years ago?
0: 14 years. Years ago. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay. So fast forward 14 years from that to where you are now. I mean, you know, when you're committed to the evolution of self growth, personal growth, personal development, you're able to look at certain things as benchmarks or, okay, that worked, that didn't work. Okay. This is my strength. This is my passion. This, and, you know, and honing the mindset. So in all honesty, when you look back, did you think that you were a good enough singer to be on that
0: show? Uh it's hard to say. I mean, I, I didn't really expect to make it all the way to Hollywood. That, that's my honest because you know, there's so much talent out there. Uh, but I but at the same time, so here's what happened, right? After they told me to come back the next day, I heard on Fox News that only about 180 people that could make it the next day out of like 3,000. It's like, wow. wow, am I in the top six <laughs> percent?
1: amazing
0: yeah amazing and then so the next day i went to the producers i got past the producers and then there's like 100 people left and then i got to see Randy, paula and simon and at that point i was thinking like well if i don't make it i i I made it this far so let's see what happens okay
1: and how do you how did you find simon cowell because he's a bit of a controversial figure you either love him or you hate him what was your take (laughs) on him
0: I feel he is just playing a character. I don't I don't think he's as bad as people uh, think he is.
1: Mhm. And so were you yourself partially playing a character too? Like, you know, in terms of we know that the show uh, part of its entertainment value, part of its mm-hmm. talent based, and knowing that they do do spoofs and they do capture people and they make it kind of funny and entertaining. Yep. Were you were you prepared? And it was part of your mindset. Okay, no. well I'm okay.
0: No, no, no. So, so that's the, that's why, and that maybe that's why my audition stood out, right? So right. The, 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 the the So the, all my uh, let's just say now that I look back at it jerky movements <laughs> with my hands swinging my waist, <laughs> <laughs> waist twisting <laughs> I would say that it was because I was so nervous like, like okay. a, as, I would be never be that nervous again uh, for the rest of my life even if there's a lot of other challenging situations it's like yeah that's what it was and then in terms of why I said to Simon I mean it came from my heart you know I, I, don't, I didn't do it just to get famous or get TV time. I really said how I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, but, the, but the interesting thing was back then, most of the people that don't make it to Hollywood, they would get angry, they would get upset. But I didn't feel that way. So mm-hmm. that's why I said what I said.
1: Okay, And so a lot of people who, from the show, who got cut in previous series, because they believe in themselves, they would re-audition for upcoming seasons because they had this inherent fundamental core belief in themselves that this was something that they felt they had a talent for, they felt they had a passion for, and even if nobody could see their dream, they saw it for themselves. So what was it in that experience that made you go, okay, I'm just taking one kick at the can here, I'm not going to revisit this again going forward?
0: Well, here's the thing, uh, Lisa. I didn't expect anything from my audition. When I said what I said, I just thought that was the end of my, uh, of my whole stardom uh, journey, whatever you call it. I would just go back to school, be a normal student. Uh, but then four months later, I saw myself on TV again. And, that's what, <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs>
1: And what was it? Just a replay? Was it like an, a commemoration of the anniversary or, or
0: was no, it something- No, 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 no. Okay. So here's what, because the the, the audition originally happened around like September 2013. And mm-hmm. then the audition, the actual audition, they broadcast around January 2004. I'm sorry. So September 20, 2003 was when I did the audition. So there's a four month time gap, right? So yep. you don't, I didn't know if they, they were going to broadcast my audition and even and, and my thought process was even if they broadcast my audition so what a lot of people they just laugh watch it laugh at it that's it done right but mm-hmm. so i didn't know what to i didn't expect anything but then somehow after they broadcast my audition i got like suddenly hundreds of emails from entertainment tonight from Ryan secret show ellen degeneres it's like what is going on <laughs> Well, that's good. And how long of
1: a run did you get with all the the aftermath? Oh,
0: wow. uh, I would say I would say that I would I travel and perform full time for about four years.
1: Okay, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's more than I'm sure most people who were in your uh, situation of not being accepted ever got. So, you know, good for you and making it work for you and leveraging it and scaling in in whatever way that you intuitively could. Yeah. Um, Now, let me just ask you, too, you know, and I'm sure this is something you probably do get asked quite a bit, but it's a legitimate question. Uh, So for somebody who's had that particular experience, and for somebody who, you know, I mean, you've been taken seriously, you've not been taken seriously, people have spoofed you, um, you know, it's it's been all of that. So, in terms of you wanting to branch out in a way that people would take you seriously, in a way that people would resonate with your message as a result of your reinvention process, you know, has that been more so than for the average person a difficult feat, given you're always pigeonholed as that guy who was on America. Idol.
0: I would say it could be uh, it's somewhat interesting. Uh, I th- I think that that the inspirational direction that I'm going uh, mm-hmm. is is probably good. Uh, and the reason I believe that is because my first album, Inspiration, is mm-hmm. sold over two hundred thousand copies on billboards. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: and so, is that a single or how many? How many tracks? It was, are on it? It was an
0: album, uh, mostly cover songs. It's like I forgot, like ten to fifteen tracks. But what's interesting about the album is that uh, it's not. They they intentionally put in some clips between the songs, like inspiring people, telling people to never give up their dream. Uh, live fearlessly. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> we could talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah. So what have you learned most about yourself in the 14 years since American Idol? What, what has been the hugest shift for you transformationally?
0: Hmm. It's hard to pinpoint to one thing, but I would say mentally, I, I feel like now I'm more centered. Because, mm-hmm. because like like uh there was like, like when I first got famous and got perform- performing opportunities everywhere I feel like I was on a high like after the first year when everything was going great I was thinking to myself oh my god maybe I can just do this forever and quit and retire early <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
1: okay well let me ask you this William um you know no, and we'll get into, you know, in terms of where you're at right now on the speaking stage, and how impactful, uh, either through testimonials or through being reinvited back to speak and take the stage, and how that maybe has uh, evolutionized uh, evolutionized itself for you. You know, would you rather be not known for what you really love and what you believe to be your purpose? Or would you like to continue to get the residuals of all the notoriety and possible still speaking engagements for something uh, okay. that, that, that that doesn't put you on the world-class, real true, this is a bang-out singer?
0: Uh, okay, well... I, I think that that uh, not this question is great because it's not really a choice <laughs> because people that's uh, regardless if I like it or not people know me as the Xi Bangs guy <laughs> there is right. no way around it <laughs> even, to, even today even like, today like earlier when I had breakfast when I walk into the building it's like, like people like report like, like like pointing fingers at me and they would say oh are you that sh- Guy, you know, they sometimes people don't even know my name. And then, mm-hmm. oh, I remember you. You did she banks, right? So it's like it's part of my identity. So I think the answer to, to, to that is really like I just need to embrace it and mm-hmm. and whatever direction it carries me, whether it's speaking, uh uh entertainment, po- uh, games, gaming, whatever, right? Th- that that mm-hmm. that is part of me. I can't run away from it.
1: Okay. And I get that. And that's probably the best outlook and perspective that one could have, you know, you got to incorporate it and make it work as best as you can for anything else you're looking to scale and leverage business wise or, or or branding wise. So, um, you know, so do you just kind of have you resigned yourself to, OK, I'll just milk this for whatever it is. I mean, if that's how people want to remember me or identify me as being associated with that, as opposed to knowing that I actually have moved on 14 years from that point and actually <laughs> doing some really meaningful, impactful work. I mean, do you get irked by it or do you just milk it?
0: I would say I would say is <laughs> I don't like those words, milk it, but I think milk it is the right way, the best best way to answer your question because uh, because without that without that special unique identity, then I wouldn't be getting uh, all these other opportunities I've been getting. So uh-huh. I'm very grateful for it. Uh, and and so the way I do it is like I always share that part and get it out of the way because it's part of me. It's what people want to hear about. It's like how did you how did you get from this the, the previous point to this point in your uh, in your life right now. That's what people want to so I need to just go ahead and
1: Yeah, you're picking out a little bit there, William.
0: Oh, okay. I'm saying that I I don't want to hide because hiding is is, uh, is, is uh, hiding my identity sucks. It's a terrible way to live. I don't want Absolutely. to hide in fear. So let's just live fearlessly, right? Let's just go for that.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And so what does a typical day for you look like now in terms of how you have rebranded yourself? Like what what are the new opportunities? Who's the new uh, point of contact? Who is the new space that you're uh, interfacing with from a client perspective or colleagues? Uh, How has your life changed in a tangible, realistic sense?
0: I I would say the last few years, there's been a big shift. Uh, the, pe- the I found that the people that I could inspire are people who want to find their voice, people mm-hmm. who want to share their stories, uh, to get, get that message out there about their, their business, about their brand, about their life. Uh, those are the people I connect best with. And It took me some experimentation to figure this out because I spoke for many different kinds of events and, and uh, corporations, industries and whatnot. So, yeah, this is what I feel good about, and this is the direction I see myself going.
1: Okay, super. And you're gaining momentous traction in the areas that you now want to heavily focus on?
0: I would say I'm starting to get, uh, get traction, but it's, it's been up and down because uh, I would say it's, not, I, it's hard to predict. I would say that this year i got more than i expected uh given that i spoke at some of the global conferences around the world uh in texas in singapore uh in other places so i got more than i expected but at the same time i don't feel that's reliable yet right it's like i it's like when it comes great but when it doesn't come what am i doing
1: Okay, so do you have a day job or is what you're now doing in the speaking world uh, and clients that you're coaching, is that your day job?
0: So I would say that I do have a day job. Uh, I work for the Department of Public Health in Los Angeles. That's uh-huh. my actual uh, stable job. I do the speaking and coaching on the side.
1: Okay, fantastic. And so the goal for you is then for that to eventually become 100% of the time?
0: Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, but, but the other thing that I'm exploring, and I don't mind—I I thought about holding this back, but I shouldn't. Uh, and I, the other thing I'm exploring is actually playing poker professionally.
1: Well, I've seen some things about you related to poker, and I was—I didn't know if that was a sideline hobby or if this was another stream of income. I didn't know what that was for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I would say that, that another—I would say it's another stream of income.
1: Okay, and are you sitting at the high roller table, or what's going on?
0: <laughs> no, no, not the not the super high roller or anything crazy. But, but you know, I'm I'm doing well with some of the cash games over there. So yeah, that's what I'm doing.
1: Okay, and what's the thrill for you with regards to that?
0: The thrill for me is that uh, you you I get rewarded uh, when when I make good decisions. Yes, something there's a there's definitely short term luck involved. But I played the game long enough to know that, that if you work hard at it, you really think about uh, every situation, you know, the right way, then mm-hmm. you will come out ahead. Okay.
1: So have you, have you tapped into what the, you know, mathematicians, they talk about formulas, they talk about odds, they talk about statistics. Do you play that particular game from a, a methodical, mathematical odds equation ratio
0: type yes. perspective? The short answer is yes, I do, uh, because without that you, you won't last long. Uh, and so even so, it's not just like like randomly uh, uh, gambling. You are, you're you're trying to take, basically you, it's more like you're taking calculate, smart calculated risk over and over again.
1: Okay, and so if that's what you incorporate into that realm of what you enjoy doing and mm-hmm. looking at upon embarking at it, at, at, you know, from a more serious all-in perspective, yeah. uh, w- what's the ratio between being up and being down and, and being ahead and being behind? Where do you sit with that
0: one? <laughs> I would say that I'm, I have, I have, I'm doing better uh, in terms of up uh, rather than down. So I, so it's not it's not exactly like easy money. There's no easy money out there. Uh, but I would say that I have more winning sessions than losing sessions. And then what I improved uh, tremendously over the last few uh, couple of years is that I'm I'm able to have the losing sessions, even the the worst ones, it's not as bad as before. So there's okay. a big 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 gap right there. So my winning sessions are way more. For the, uh, and then the losing sessions are less in terms of uh, dollar amounts.
1: Okay, well, let's play devil's advocate for uh, a moment here. So for anybody who's listening who doesn't share your passion for, uh, you know, sitting at the table there and, and gambling, um, uh, or for people who, you know, when we talk about personal growth, personal development, uh-huh. my background stems from social services and I used to work with people who had major addiction issues and gambling was mm-hmm. always, of course, one of them. So for somebody, I'm going to just take the devil's advocate perspective. What if somebody sure. says, well, you know, maybe it sounds a little bit more to me that rather than living fearlessly, uh, Williams being more impulsive or perhaps reckless.
0: Well, there's always a, a fine line for this one. It's interesting that because I, I actually spoke for a gambling addiction conference. Wait, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Well, were, you paid
1: uh, in, were, were you paid in chips?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It was like an anti-gambling conference for the for the high school kids. So what I talked about uh, when it comes to this kind of thing is that I mean, are you are you if yeah maybe it's, uh it's we can say poker is gambling, e-sports is gambling, whatever, right? But but, uh, but it's it's more like how you choose to handle it. You, yeah, I mean the addiction. Uh, yeah, and some. This, let's put it this way. If you don't have an addiction towards your business as an entrepreneur, you're not going to get there, right? So, so you know, even, even as an entrepreneur, are you taking risks to get there? You have to take calculated risks, whether it's, you know, putting on Facebook ads, uh, uh, you know, attending conferences. Actually, for my weakest trip this time, I'm taking a risk. I'm taking a risk to attend a business summit to connect with the right people that can get me further along the path that I want to go. So, is that gambling? Is that addiction? I don't I don't think so, you know? It just depends on how you how you uh, manage it. Addiction to okay. me means that, sorry. Addiction to me means that you lose control and then you don't know where you're going.
1: Okay, um, but if we use your same analogy or metaphor there to explain the difference from your point of view, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate to that even. You know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, if you're like a uh, socialpreneur, right, and so it's about consciousness, it's about awareness, it's about uh, anchoring people up, it's about uh, imparting your message, which is a blended one, it's a shared global universal one in terms of what it means to me, in every aspect of my business uh, from the perspective of living fearlessly. So Mm -hmm. this isn't just Lisa wins, but you know, and, and, you know, so if we compare sitting at a gambling table as compared to social media, where you take out an ad, but what you're posting in the ad is something that's going to resonate with other people, either to shift, Staying stuck on the fence in their own life or alternatively becoming unstuck and choosing to rise and by rising, anchoring other people up in the pursuit of living fearlessly. Um, How how can you make that same analogy when it's just you sitting at the poker table? Unless, of course, the, the money you receive is going back into a fundraising initiative or it's for educational. Like, how do you justify that?
0: Well, that is what I want to do. Because uh, like, like, when I, when I make, uh, uh, get to a certain point that I feel comfortable uh, with the money, then, yeah, I don't mind giving back uh, because, because I feel that's the right thing to do. And so that's why it's good to have other things outside of poker. So poker is not going to be everything for me. It will be one of the things I want to do and enjoy. It. And then alongside of it, I would do like public speaking, helping people. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Toastmasters. So, uh, so if, when I get, make enough money, I have no problem giving my time and money back to Toastmasters. Okay.
1: And so, in terms of looking at the level of Toastmasters as compared to the National Speakers Association, how big of a game are you wanting to continually play?
0: Well, in, ter- well, in terms of speaking, I, I mean, I will, I will keep uh, uh, moving up gradually. But again, it's something that you can't just force it. You can't just like, oh, I want it, therefore it comes. I mean, I could put out thousands of emails, hundreds of phone calls. It might come. It might not come. So I, I, so, you know, I had to, have to take, how do I say it? Just kind of go with the flow, right? Whatever comes, comes. You, t- you take it. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and so is your infrastructure of support your family, namely, you know, are, are they backing you with everything that you're doing? Do you have like a good support system with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, in terms of backing, everything is my own money. <laughs> no, not that kind. Uh, of no, backing. I I
1: meant emotional backing. Oh, spiritual. sorry, sorry. Oh uh, yeah, yeah,
0: they, are, they I think my parents are very supportive. They're very understanding. They they know that, that I'm working towards creating a life that i truly want to live like financial freedom the freedom from getting out out of my 9-5 job eventually so yeah they understand that i'm walking towards a bigger goal
1: okay are they sitting at the poker table with you
0: no well my dad (laughs) (laughs) my dad actually did uh, a few times uh but he gets bored because you know it's kind Mm -hmm. of boring you have to be very patient
1: Okay, so if we take the testimonial of, of, you know, you can pick without mentioning names, of course, so that we can, uh, you know, maintain confidentiality. But uh-huh. if, you take a co- if you take a coaching client from the time that they interfaced with you, perhaps for an initial consult to whatever length of time they either finished up with you and felt they got what they needed to fly on their own, or they're still ongoing in that uh, committed relationship, partnership with you. Can you talk about some of the situations or the circumstances, and contrast the difference from the before and after to current times for what transition in their life as a result of working with you and hiring you as a coach?
0: Sure. Uh, so I, I primarily work with people uh, that, like, like I mentioned, that that already enjoy public speaking or they want to improve public speaking. So one of one of my clients I worked with recently, uh, she has problems with job interviews. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's like she, she would stutter. She would uh, just know what to say. Uh, so I, I helped her with that. I, I mean, I'm not the best interviewer in the world, <laughs> but I did get about three or four promotions within the last five years. So I feel pretty good helping her with that uh, because I I went through like the uh, LA County system. Uh, so I have experience in terms of how you can sell yourself better. Yes, it sucks to put it that way, but let's be honest, we do have to sell ourselves. So, mm-hmm. so I told her, for example, uh, like when, when the question comes up about tell me about yourself, I told her to be more strategic. Uh, don't just say like, oh, I am Jane. I do this uh, for three years. I, I do this. I do that. Right. It's like a laundry list. I told her to focus, yeah. I told her to like, okay, you can talk about that briefly, and then you need to get to the point where why should they hire you as the new position? Mm-hmm.
1: And so, how has she fared with job interviewing and landing a position and getting promotions herself?
0: Uh, so, so uh, she, she's got actually, this is a very recent client. She's going to have an interview uh, this coming Thursday. Awesome. Yeah. And is she,
1: apply- is she applying for something that speaks to her experience or speaks to perhaps her passion? Because we know a lot of people, as they're committed to their personal growth and development, they outgrow things that once upon a time used to serve them in terms of interest, purpose, or passion. So is she starting with a brand new slate in terms of embarking upon something completely new in a new field of vocation?
0: No, no, no. She's, she, uh, she's, been, she's, a, so she's been doing like city planning, so now uh, she's trying to become one of the supervisors.
1: Okay, so she's going for management. Yes. Okay, and she's always been frontline before?
0: Uh it's oh, hard okay. to say. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to say because 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 like like uh I would think that it was it would be both for uh I mean I don't know everything that she does. But, I, but I, could, I could picture her, you know, uh, some of the times she has to, like, sit down and plan and, and figure things out her, on her own. And other times she has to really negotiate all the, all, with pe- other people.
1: Okay. Does she play
0: poker? No. She, but <laughs> actually, she, uh, she, she, uh, she told me, wait, 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 wait. She actually told me that she, she knows what it's about. So it's part, I don't know. I, I think I, I just uh, because I talked a little bit about that with her yesterday, like like as mm-hmm. a friend. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, super. Now, as somebody who's goal oriented, what do you envision for yourself, and what uh, what steps, measurable steps, are you putting into place to make those dreams and goals uh, achievable for yourself?
0: Well, the, in terms of like short term goal, I, I I feel I I uh, I think poker will be part of my identity. Uh, so uh, so I will continue to. Just be uh, be careful, uh, be smart about managing my bankroll, managing managing risk. Uh, keep keep building uh, on on my way up. I think that's that's my that's my uh, short term plan for the, let's say for the next three months until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of in terms of speaking, uh, I'm 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 continuing to put myself out there. So you know, like, like I would say that last this this month and last month maybe like even next month could be kind of like the down months in, in terms of speaking. So during my down months, and I, I don't mind revealing this because you know not everybody is going to be like Tony Robbins getting all the twenty thousand dollar gigs. Uh, I'm not. I'm not getting those. So meanwhile, I'm not going to just sit there and do nothing. So I'm going to uh, put myself out there by doing some local speaking engagements. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my plan. And then uh, connect like go to some conferences like like this one in Vegas. Connect with some uh, stakeholders like like Blizzard, Activision. Uh, gaming industry people and you know you never know. You, know you just gotta give yourself that chance
1: absolutely and so do you think or have you experienced thus far that your affinity for gambling do you think that hurts or uh, hinders or supports you in your success coaching
0: uh, I, I think overall it helps me, uh, it, it, even though there's ups and downs, I, I think that it helps me mentally in terms of like dealing with fear, right? Because, because let's face it, nobody likes losing. Uh, I, I'm afraid of losing. But then I, I know that in order to come out ahead, I have to take those risks. So when, and when, when I successfully go through that, 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 that path or that you know, trial, whatever you call it, That's when I can use that experience to help people and and say to people, hey, if you want to succeed in life, you got to take you got to take risks. You can't just sit around and hope that things will come to you.
1: Right. But when I when I asked that question, perhaps I wasn't making it clear enough. I meant from the the perspective of retaining serious clients uh, who would want to hire you as a success coach with their speaking, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, you know, does does your affinity for gambling make them question your judgment or impulsivity, or, you know, because there are going to be people who are listening to this show who, you know, would kind of look at that and go, okay, but is that calculated risk? Is it, is it strategic? Is you know, when they're right,
0: right, right. I, I understand. I understand where I try to get at. But I, I and I, and I think that 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 um. You know, the good news about that is that there's actually plenty of uh, conferences for, for that talk about gambling, gaming, uh, uh, you know, in that direction. So I feel that with my affinity towards gambling, I can maybe leverage that as, as to narrow my niche. It could, be, it could work out for me.
1: Okay. Well, I hope everything you endeavor to do works out for you. I would want nothing but the best for you, William. Um, So in terms of, you know, some of your daily rituals that you would incorporate into your daily regimen, as far as being on the straight and narrow, making sure you feel you're on the right path, that's congruently aligned with who you are as an individual, what your goals are continuously honing your mindset and, and knowing that there's going to be trackable, uh, measurements of growth, barometer of growth that you can go, okay, this is, this is how much I have improved. This is how much I've enhanced myself. This is where I'm at as compared to where I was even a year ago, let alone 14 years ago when people first uh, came to recognize you on the global stage through your audition with American Idol. So, you know, what do you incorporate in terms of learning tools, uh, you know, things that grow and, and, uh, elevate you and playing a bigger game?
0: Learning tools. Well, I study courses online. Uh, yeah. One, uh, one of them is called lynda.com, L-A-Y-N-D-A.com. Uh, so I, I've been using that for many years. I studied like, things like uh, business communication, problem solving, uh, technical skills like Excel and SS, so all kinds of stuff. But I, I learned so much from that one. Uh, and then the, the other things I do is I... Invested in quite a few coaching programs, uh, some of them better than others, some of them are not, not, didn't work out as planned, but overall, uh, I, I, I put myself out there, took, took, took those risks, uh, and I mean, I think I learned something from it, even if, I, if it didn't help me directly with my business, I understand how those people are running their business, right, in terms of their models and how they make money, yeah, things like that, so I, got, I learned something from that.
1: Okay. So... I hear a couple of different things that speak to your mindset of how you choose to navigate your life. Part of you says you know, I show up to things, I'm receptive, I'm open, you never know who you're going to meet, you never know how that could uh, you know, change the trajectory of your life. So there's a part of you that's living in the here and now, very spontaneous, willing to take those kinds of risks. Then Mm -hmm. there's the other part of you that in looking at other people's business models, you're wanting to be more strategic. You're looking at what's working for other people and how can you You then perhaps incorporate that into your own business, business plan, business mindset. So how do you get fully all in with business if part of that is just, you know, letting other circumstances or situations that don't have necessarily an end goal? uh, But it's more, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be uh, offensive in any way, but the, 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 word that comes to mind is like loosey goosey. So in terms of,
0: <laughs> do you know
1: what I mean? Like it's yeah, like, yeah, of course, of course, of
0: so course. what
1: are we, what are we all committed to? What, because most people who are committed to their business, they are a hundred percent laser focused. They are putting in a hundred hour weeks. Um, I can attest to this myself. They are working seven days a week to build their craft, to garner their audience, uh, to get fully branded, um, so if you're sitting at a gambling table or, you know, and I'm all for networking, I, I've gone to many networking events myself, one of which we went to, although we were panel speakers where you and I cross paths, was the, the Podfest event in Orlando, Florida. Um, but I mean, there's only so. I mean, there's only so much bandwidth each of us has as an individual in terms of spreading ourselves too thin or not being focused enough. Where the more important aspect or areas of our business is going to suffer if we're giving 50% of our time allocated to well, if I show up at that, maybe something will happen, maybe something won't, maybe I'll win this hand at the gambling table, maybe <laughs> maybe I won't. So you know, like I'm, I'm just trying to get a sense of what your business model. Is and how you could ever leave a nine to five? Like, are you hoping to win big at the table, or uh, are, no, are, well, are you are you looking to build your business as a, a speaker and build your your roster of clients and and and? Turning around results for them in their lives. It gets you good, like, which is it? I'm just a little confused.
0: Oh sure, uh, you know, I, this is a this is a question that I've been trying to answer. <laughs> Thank you for articulating it so well. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been a struggle. I I, I don't know yet. The answer is I don't know yet. But right, I would say right right now uh, at least for this for this month, uh, I'll be playing in in some of the the. Big bigger uh, poker tournaments i hope to do well with one of them and, and then and then uh, i could take the next step if, if it doesn't work out it's not a big deal financially to me but if it works out let's say i get like you know two hundred thousand dollars you know that would be that would be a pretty significant amount of money so i'll I'll see how that goes uh because if i have that money it it would translate to financial freedom and then i can uh, in, uh get get like people on board like 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 redesigning my website, uh, more more uh, virtual assistant. I'm I see that I see the speaking as part time. I'll be very honest. I don't mind putting it out there. I don't I don't know if I want to do it like like full time 100%. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. But I do enjoy speaking. Yeah.
1: okay well let's say money was no issue let's say you had the financial freedom, but knowing if you were going to be serious in the business world, you would need to dedicate and invest a hundred percent of yourself a hundred percent of the time so if yeah. you had your if you were financially free and you mm-hmm. had a choice of a hundred percent dedicating your time to just going to masterminds networking uh groups
0: or mm-hmm.
1: to gambling and taking the chance you might increase your ability to be more financially free or not, you could go completely Mm -hmm. either the other
0: direction, or
1: or obtaining the money from how you feel it's more instantaneous for you through gambling to build a 100% coaching business or speaking business or both combined. If you could only make one choice.
0: Ooh. One choice. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're on the hot seat here. I want <laughs> truth. I want living fearlessly truth.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I tell you what, if I only had one choice, I, I'm going to be true to my heart right now. That can change further down the road, but the answer right now is that I, I don't mind uh, committing to becoming a professional poker player uh, because that's what I've been doing the, the last two or three weeks. Uh, i put putting in a lot of time. Both at the table and away from the table, studying videos, studying the the, the strategies. So yeah, I feel I feel that that I'm I'm uh, I'm bringing my A game right now on poker.
1: Okay, and maybe fair, unfair of a question to ask, but let's say poker was just a fun sport where it was not an, an opportunity to monetize or make money or win anything financially. Would you still have an affinity for gambling and would that be your number one objective?
0: Maybe not. Hard to That's- say. Maybe not. Because, because if I can't sustain myself while playing a game, uh, it, it's just like any other games, like like mah mahjong, or perhaps any other like electronic sports games, uh, League of Legends, whatever you call it. If I can't sustain myself doing it, then it's very unlikely that I'm putting in that you know like 20 hours a week, you know, for it.
1: Okay, but let's just say you could still be financially free. Let's say you're debt-free. Let's say that you don't have to worry about anything that's money-related. Mm-hmm. In and would you still choose to spend the majority of your time uh, building yourself and honing yourself as a poker player, even if it meant you're playing, but you're not winning anything or losing? You're just playing strategically for the fun of, of sport.
0: Yeah, I would. But if, 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 if money is not an issue for me, I, I enjoy I definitely enjoy the game of poker I, I'm, I'm always fascinated to meet all of the different kinds of people uh, from all walks of life. It is, I, I think it's the only sport, uh, poker is the only sport where, you know, anybody can sit down and win on any given day.
1: Mm-hmm. See, what I pick up from you is you really like to be where the people are, right? You, yeah. you, you really like to be where the people are. Um, which is why you divide yourself up into all these subcategories of where you dedicate your time and where you show up and who you affiliate with and uh, how you connect with people. I'm yeah. just wondering if, if there's not, like, a business model in that that takes you out of speaking, that takes you out of coaching, takes you out of gambling, poker, um, and, and, you know, and just showing up to these events. I'm wondering if knowing that that's who you are, you're like a social networker, you, you like to be there, you like to be in the front lines, you like that energy, you like being on the stage of American Idol. I'm just wondering if there's something more deeply um, centered as to who you are, knowing that that's very much a characteristic of who you are and, and how you enjoy yourself and how you enjoy life. And I, I'm wondering if you could maybe get more crystal clear on knowing that to be true about you and that becoming a way to monetize yourself
0: yeah that uh, it, yeah there's, there's, it's a possibility that like like a professional networker uh, uh, something like that uh, I, I mean it's it's it's, it's hard it, I'm really not sure uh, it, it is it is a possibility uh, but I don't know i don't I, I guess like I don't see myself uh because, because I, I, I I come from my heart right I don't yeah. see myself like three eight hours of professional networking with somebody okay
1: well, I, I'm just simplifying it. I mean, there's a there, you know the the more exceptionally we clear we get about who we are, what we could see ourselves envision ourselves being all in in terms of time commitment, true, energy, true. attention, investment. So you know. For anybody who's in the business space, we have mentors it's encouraged that you have mentors. You take a look at what other people are doing who have already successfully done what it is you're looking to achieve and aspire to do yourself, and mm-hmm. who have proven a demonstra- demonstrated record of doing it successfully so mm-hmm. do you have a mentor coach of your own?
0: Yes I do. I actually have mentors uh, for, uh, for speaking and for poker, so different obviously they are different they, they are in different worlds but i yeah, but I am absorbing their, uh, what they're doing, you know, their perspectives and things like that.
1: Okay, but I'm talking about like one person who would oversee every facet of your life. Call it a life coach. Call it. Oh, a I don't. No,
0: no, I don't have that.
1: Okay. Do you need me to coach you, William? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead serious here, I, you know, there's nothing that turns my crank more than people getting clear
0: uh well i we, we could we, i could consider it uh, offline you know uh, i like, just have, like, have, like oh yeah I, I, you know yeah. this
1: is a deer in headlights question i get that that's <laughs> something that in fairness to you 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 should be able to process but i am you know i'm not saying that for entertainment value i'm saying that very clear because i think you've got a lot of working pieces yeah. um that could complement something that could be really profound for you if you knew yeah. how to connect those dots um, but, you know, having a coach here, having a mentor here, it's a bit displaced. It's a bit fractured. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm talking about one person with you side by side, not in front of you, not behind you, yeah. no hierarchy, but, you know, like really getting you to the helm of where you're like, yeah, the, you know, why didn't I figure this out long time ago? Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's not to undermine or discredit the choices that you're making today, because mm-hmm. I love to see people happy. As long as the the what path they're on isn't somehow counterintuitive to where they might want to further be at some like another fourteen years from now, like sometimes this is the time we got to get clear because as you know, fourteen years comes and goes very quickly, and you want to have something (laughs) you want to have something to show for it, and you know if your goal is being committed to anchoring other people up and getting other people to shine and taking massive action in their own lives. Um, you know, there's ways to look at all your moving pieces and, and, and you know, brand it beautifully and, and, and get you there. Yeah. So just think about that. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um now what would you want people to know about you outside of what they think they already know about you because of American Idol or because of who they see you are in your interactions with them at the gambling table. What do people not know about you in your your most vulnerable moment when you're feeling like, why am I still in this nine to five? Okay. I like gambling. I like poker, but you know, God, that was a crap night. Now I'm down and now that perpetuates me having to consistently work my nine to five. I want to get to the truth of, um, what do people not know about you that can also in this moment, in this interview, humanize you.
0: Well, what people don't know about me is that is that uh, I, I, I people tell me that I always smile, I look, I always look happy, but the truth is obviously I'm not. Uh, I'm human. I have emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what people don't know about me. But I I hide it pretty well. People okay. cannot tell. Yeah. And why Uh-oh. are you
1: hiding it though? Why do you feel the need to hide? Because vulnerability
0: um, is a strength, it's not a weakness, right? And no, the, I, I, I agree with you. But again, but but it, it, but yeah, it depends
1: on... Okay, you're breaking out here,
0: so, yeah. Will. So, uh, so the question is, why do I hide the vulnerability? Isn't, isn't, isn't and I, the, the, the answer to that is because it depends on the situation. Like the interview I'm doing with you today, I, I, I trust you as a friend. That's why I have no problem revealing 100% of the truth on, in terms of how I feel in my heart. But, at, for example, at my workplace, I cannot do that. <laughs> I get in trouble. So I have mm-hmm. to be, you know, pretend nothing happened, kind of t- try to be really, like, like, I don't know, almost like blend in, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So do you feel like you're assimilating in all aspects of your life, or do you believe that you stand out because the inside is congruent with the outside in terms of what you personify to the rest of the world?
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, sorry, I ask
1: tough questions
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Like I think, I think I'm still searching for, like, like you said, being more clear with the, with the direction that I, I want to take my life in. Uh, uh-huh. Because I'm, ex- I'm exploring couple, a uh, couple of different things right now. So yeah. Okay. So from
1: a mindset standpoint, explain, explain William Hung in a difficult day mindset-wise, and mm-hmm. contrast that with the great day because of the honed mindset on an ideal day like who are you when when the chips are down pun intended (laughs) so so when when the chips are down with all aspects of your life what what's going on for you
0: well I, i i i recently uh not too long ago had a big pretty big down day uh, I, I feel I, I feel like oh my god why did I do that to myself why did I play play that way play so bad whatever right I question everything it, it's it's, an, it's normal it, it, it's normal to go through it and then get over that so that's, yeah. that's what so that's what that's what happened uh, in ter- of like like Wolf Day, yeah, I had those too. I had those, I had days where like the manager is like like totally not happy with whatever I do. It's like, how William, how can you keep getting this wrong? Don't you know any better? You know, it, it didn't. She didn't say it that way, but mm-hmm. she. I did. I did feel that she might as well say those same words. Uh, okay. So yeah, it it uh, it makes me feel like I'm worthless. Uh, it, uh, it makes me feel like. I shouldn't be doing that job, but maybe you're right. Maybe I should just quit today, right? But then I, I, but then I think to myself, well, that's not very really rational. Uh, so the way I deal with it is because I have a family. I have my parents to take care of. Uh, I have that. I, have I mean, I got, I got three condos, so financially, I'm not, like, struggling financially. I'm okay, but I still have to manage it, right? I can't just say uh, – I can't be reckless and do whatever I want. I want to be smart about my decisions, Mm mm-hmm yeah well
1: being cognizant of time here we got to wrap up but i will say i really am a firm staunch believer in the old adage you know people can't make you less than without your permission
0: yeah that's true so to to wrap up that question then so the the update is like when i feel like i accomplished a lot very productive so yeah i would say that the way i i I manage it is to to tell myself that if i if i truly believe in what I do, no matter what it is, I'm going to succeed. That's the way to look at it.
1: Fantastic. Well, is this a good day for you or is this an upswing day for you?
0: Yes, it's been a really good day. And because of this interview, I get to share 100% of my truth with the listeners.
1: Well, and I appreciate you being truthful, and I appreciate the gift of your time, and I know that you've coordinated this while you're also uh, setting up for an event, a three-day event in Las Vegas, is it? Yes. Okay. So listen, William, I know we're going to cross paths again. You think about that coaching, mentoring uh, invitation. Uh, But in the meantime, I wish you all the best, as I always do for anybody whether I know them or not. And I want to thank you for living fearlessly here with Lisa McDonald on the Contact Talk Radio Network. I also want to once again thank my loyal listeners, podcast subscribers, corporate sponsors, inclusive of AHA That, Forever, and Halton Honda. And I'm here to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Very clear on my purpose here. So wishing you a phenomenal, safe weekend. Look forward to being back here again at 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on... Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald next Friday. Podcasts will be uploaded soon and just to remind you, you can also find the podcast link eventually for each guest that I'm interviewing each week on my host page over on C-Suite Radio Network, also Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Wishing you all my best. Love and gratitude. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.